You're listening to the Man Project Podcast with your host, Ted Rice. Would you like to be bigger, leaner, and stronger? Do you want to develop the confidence to go after what you want in life? Or how about becoming the man that women want to be with? We're here twice a week to empower you to reach your full potential so you can live life on your own terms. Subscribe to our podcast or download our free app in the iTunes Store or Google Play. Find it all at manprojectpodcast.com. Now, back to the show. Today, I welcome back Mike Rostowski to The Man Project. If you remember Mike's interview from last year, he shared how the death of his mother caused him to reevaluate his life, leave his high-paying corporate job, and embark on a journey to help men master their relationships with their women and their work. If you haven't listened to the first interview, make sure you do that. It's episodes 30 and 31 in iTunes. Today, Mike is back to share his lessons from his travels, from spending time with best-selling authors and multimillionaires, and most importantly, to inspire you and to give you the tools to implement massive change in your own life. Let's get to the interview. Mike Rostowski, welcome back to The Man Project. Hey, Ted, how's it going? Thanks for having me back on again. Yeah, man. You know, I really enjoyed our last conversation, which I can't exactly remember when we recorded it, but we put it out in July of last year. So it's going to be great to catch up. I know you've been traveling the world, going to all these different events, and now you've found a home and now you're starting all this other stuff and creating this school for men. So it's going to be great Mm -hmm. to catch up, man. Cool. I just got back from the gym. I had like an awesome workout. I know you would appreciate that. So I just feel just like badass and pumped up and just ready to be here with you guys today. That's awesome. So just out of curiosity, I know that you were like this power lifter in high school. What are your mm-hmm. workouts looking at looking like these days? Yeah. So I love that you asked me. I started going to this gym. Um, I just moved to Carlsbad, California in October with my girlfriend Liz after being a nomad for about two and a half years. I was living out of a suitcase, just traveling all over the world, either staying in like Airbnbs or just staying with my friends, just crashing in couches or guest bedrooms. So I have a gym again, which just feels awesome. I can lift heavy stuff. So at this gym that I go to in Carlsbad, there's a chiropractor on site who does something called DNS. It's like dynamic neuromuscular stabilization. And I, I'm a former competitive powerlifter. I'm a yoga instructor. I mean, I was, I don't teach actively anymore. Just so into body because I think it's my greatest resource and it's my only home for my entire life. And I just try and love on him as much as possible. And the work that I've been doing, this DNS stuff is like the most game changing stuff I've ever done. And it's all about basically retraining the patterns and the cross patterns that you were supposed to pick up as a baby. So it's like three months to four months to five months. So I'm doing all this like rolling and crawling and laying on my back with my legs up. And it's freaking amazing. (laughs) All my lifts are going up. I'm way more flexible in my yoga practice. And this guy, Mike, Mike Stromsness, who works out of Fortis Fitness in Carlsbad, just like a miracle worker with my body. And there's not a lot of things that I would really endorse and say like, this is the jam, but 
man, my body is just getting stronger and stronger, but it's from the inside out. So it's fun to be back in the gym again and just everything. Like I feel springier and, you know, I'm 33, I'll be 34 soon and I feel great. And yeah, and like I didn't know that was possible. So I'm really enjoying being in my body right now. So that's really awesome to hear. So you hired a trainer? He's basically like a chiropractor. Oh, that does, yeah, right. that does this like special modality called DNS. So, yeah, and just to plug for DNS, I actually heard of it. I've never done it or taken a course on it, but there's a very well-known physical therapist who raves about DNS. And cool, man. So it's nice to hear that from someone. I mean, I know you're a fitness guy as well, but from someone kind of outside the industry talking about it and and raving about it. So very cool. DNS for you guys out there, look that up, see if it's something you want to get into. Actually, you just piqued my curiosity. So after this interview, I'm going to have to go look that up as well. Well, Mike, you've been traveling all around the world. I've been following your blog, following you on Facebook, and you've been to all these conferences. I want to hear about some of your top lessons that you've learned from traveling, from meeting all the people that you've met at the conferences, the people whose houses you stayed at. Can you share some lessons from all that? Yeah, I think the biggest lesson, because I've only been in this space for less than four years. I quit my corporate job exactly about three years ago in December 2011, I think. So yeah, so it's been about three years. So the the first thing is that all the experts and gurus and guys who run podcasts and New York Times bestselling authors and the people who you worship and the people who I used to worship, they're just normal dudes. And <laughs> I feel like that's probably the biggest shift for me. I first went, I went to my first conference in July 2011. So it was just a little under four years ago. And at that time, I was working a corporate job. So I worked in an office. I was doing human resources for Johnson & Johnson. And just for some reason, I had a pull to go to this conference. I read Chris Gillibo's blog. I bought one of his products, this, this travel hacking guide, which I've since used to get hundreds of thousands of frequent flyer miles doing credit card churn. If you want to know more about that, just, just go to cardsfortravel.com. That's one of Chris's free sites that talks all about travel hacking. But I went to this conference and I remember just feeling so uncool and so just the lowest man on the totem pole of humans there. There were 500 people there and everyone just seemed so much more exciting. They ran blogs and they started nonprofits and some of them didn't even have homes. And at that point, that blew my mind. Like, how does someone live without a home? And I met multiple people who just lived out of their backpack and ran these online businesses on their laptops and made like sometimes four or five figures a month selling information online. And it just blew my mind. And it was kind of like taking the red pill in the matrix. And since then, life has never been the same because I made just a couple friends. And I think that's another big lesson. All it takes is two, three, even one friend who is a couple steps ahead of you, maybe five or 10 steps 
ahead of you to really like pave the way for you and to show you what's possible and give you a almost permission to live a bigger, bolder, more exciting life. And at that conference, I connected pretty deeply with, I don't know, maybe a handful of people. I went skydiving. I did some of the optional excursions, went skydiving the day before, went bungee jumping the day after, went out every night till three or four in the morning with people who I used to read their blog. So just imagine, right? So everyone listening to this, there's probably some people that you really admire. So for me, some of those guys in the world who are now friends now, which blows my mind, but some of those guys are like James Altucher, Michael Ellsberg. I mean, I really, really admire the way they show up in the world. Brian Franklin, who's an amazing coach. And if you go to where these people are and just show up and provide value and be an interesting person, it's like you can so quickly get into the quote unquote, just like cool kids club of the world. And it happens so fast. So just show up to, it's like whatever you want to become or whoever you want to be, just go to where those people are. So for me, it's like, I want to be an amazing coach. And I also just kind of want to be a fun and exciting person who travels and lives an interesting life. So for me, my watering holes, the places where those people are the most are conferences like World Domination Summit and South by Southwest and like Burning Man and just different events where people who are interested in personal development or people who run online businesses go to. And man, and just going to the conferences and meeting someone on a one-to-one basis and just dropping in with them even for 5, 10, 15 minutes, that's how I've built my entire business, just going out, making friends. And when I started, I was like partying a lot more. So building my business was like going out and getting hammered with these like <laughs> with these with these entrepreneurs and bloggers and various coaches. And it's funny, some of my best friends who run these big like multi-million dollar companies, we met by just like raging at South by Southwest or going out or just like doing stupid shit. But now we've all keep growing together and it's amazing. So I kind of rambled there, but I think the main point is just everything is so accessible for you. Just so accessible. You can contact anybody through Twitter. I mean, Twitter's amazing. It's like being able to send a text message to anybody in the world. Granted, they may or may not read it. Like if it's Lady Gaga or Kanye, they might not read it, but you can send a at mention to, I mean, guys who run like venture capital funds and New York Times bestselling authors and bloggers and the people that you admire the most, you can just basically send them a text message through Twitter. And you just got to say something really cool in 140 characters to get their attention. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just got to be just really on point with your 140 characters. But yeah, just the word abundance has been just kind of floating around a lot. And I like the work that Peter Diamandis is doing with Abundance 360 and just the... Did you the, go to that? I didn't. Yeah, man, next year, that's on my to-do list. I don't know what exactly you have to do to be there, but I really would like to be a part of it. Yeah, I think you just have to pay, I don't know. I think it's like 10 grand. I thought that's what I heard. I was listening to either Joe Polish or someone's podcast. But the fact of the matter is that we live in a time right now of just exponential growth with technology. And I mean, even looking at, right, Ted, so, so I am such a different, more evolved, amazing man than I was just a year ago. 
Do you feel like that? Do you feel like, like that's true for you too? Yeah, man. You know, it's amazing. Well, I've been paying attention to you and what I really like about watching you. And by the way, when you were talking before, I was just listening, soaking it in because you're like steps ahead of me. And it's just so awesome to see like you grow and how you've grown. And I follow your blog and pay attention to you on Facebook, like I was saying, and just the evolution of your business. And you're so generous with sharing things. And absolutely, you're a different person. I can see that. I can feel it from what you put out there. And man, me, oh my God, my life is so different. (laughs) One of the reasons I'm so happy to do this again is because I felt like when I interviewed you the first time and some of the other people who I interviewed, I was just like, oh my God, I'm doing this interview. Oh God, try to be cool. Okay. And I'm just like, all right, yeah, we'll just have a conversation. Everything's cool. Like I want the energy to be there. But when I interviewed you, the last interview, (laughs) I was just like, all right, man. (laughs) So funny, but it's unbelievable. Like you said, Mike, the amount of growth you can make in a year if you just take action. But that's actually a sticking point for a lot of guys, isn't it? Yes, it is taking action. So two things are present for me. One, thank you for acknowledging that like you were kind of nervous on that first interview because I forgot how nervous I used to be for interviews. My first podcast interview, I was a mess. And that was maybe a year ago or maybe at the most two years ago. And I prepared for, I think, an hour and wrote down all these notes. And I've gotten progressively just almost millimeter by millimeter progress, just better and better and better and better. And it's only because I keep showing up. And that's the everything, I think, to life is just just keep showing up. And I would be lying if I said that I love showing up every day. I mean, there's so many times, even now with this launch, and I'm leaning into a lot of edges and doing things that are kind of uncomfortable for me, just really just stretching my comfort zone. And there's so many times when I just want to just quit, blow up this business, move to Bali and just chill and just like drink coconut water out of coconuts for a month and just be like, fuck this. (laughs) So for every man who is on the path, and again, whether it's entrepreneurship, spiritual path, even the path of fitness. And there were three guys who went to my conference in April and they all lost like over 70 pounds in the first six months. And when you're on the path of doing something and like becoming bigger, bolder, more badass, there's so many times when you just want to quit. But I guess what keeps me going is knowing that most people are quitting and knowing that I have a choice to either just stand paralyzed in fear like I did for most of my life and watched everybody else do the cool stuff that I wanted to do and hate on them for it and be like, look at those fucking douchebags. (laughs) Or now I just do the stuff. And like, I can't think of a day when I'm not just a little bit afraid, but man, life is getting better and better and better and better. And the same thing with my friends too. Just I'm I'm amazed at just some of the friends that I have. And I look at them now compared to last year, and they're just different human beings. And I really think things are speeding up with the amount of information and like this podcast. And there's so many just subject matter experts who are giving away just the secrets of world-class athletes or just multimillionaire things that used to be secrets, but it's just out there for, for free on, on your podcast and Tim Ferriss podcast and Joe Polish's podcast. So the content is out there and just people are listening to it and we're just evolving rapidly as humans. And it's just such an exciting time to be alive. So going back to what you said, I mean, really like there is no excuse 
for not having what you want in 2015. Because even if you have no money at all, just like creating your own education of listening to these podcasts and implementing like one to three things every day, you can be literally a completely different human being in three to six months. And I've seen it dozens and dozens of times. Yeah. Great points, man. And thanks for bringing up Peter Diamandis earlier and talking about all this stuff because I interviewed Stephen Kotler, who co-authored the book Bold, as you know, and it's nice to hear it from you, who's an entrepreneur, who's in that belief, in that mindset. So it's not just, well, I interviewed Stephen Kotler, he plugged his book, he disappeared, and hopefully we'll buy it to support him. No, it's like he's making a difference. You're part of it. I'm part of it. And like you said, things are increasing exponentially. And there's never been a better time to be an entrepreneur, grow your business or reach out to people. And like you said, if you're listening to this, you're already ahead of the curve. You're listening to... Oh, way ahead of the curve. Like if you're hearing Ted and I speak these words, (laughs) it's just headphones or car speakers, like, like you are ahead of the curve. Yeah, absolutely. Everyone else is watching ISIS on TV or talking about like doom and gloom. And, you know, it's funny, Mike, I see all these people are like, oh, you know, there's so much hatred out there. There's so much anger, so much depression. I'm like, I don't see any of that. That's not my life at all because, you know, I'm paying attention to you. I'm paying attention to people who are actually doing the work and making the moves to make the world a better place. But like you said, there's all this content out there for free and you are a men's coach. And what are some of the top ways you get guys to take action in their life, man? All this stuff is out there for free, but people listen to it, put it down, read the book. Oh, that was a great book. I'm so inspired. Put it down, go back to doing their life. How do you get guys to take action? Yeah. So there's a couple ways. There's really drilling just to come to mind. I love being on the phone with someone and just asking a guy maybe 50 times in a row, I'll say, what do you want? You know, what do you want? Like, what do you want? What do you want? What's your deepest desire? What do you want? And just stuff will start coming. Oh, I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to be this. I want a Ferrari. What else? What else? What else? What else? And just really tapping into like what a man's deepest desires are. Cause there's something really powerful when a man gets to voice his desires and say, wow, you know, I really want that. And oftentimes a lot of the material possessions and experiences, it's kind of what he wants. But the deeper stuff, the more that I take men through through this process, oftentimes it's, man, like I just want freedom and I want courage and I want to feel the feeling of fearlessness and I want to feel alive. I want to feel passionate about my life. I want to feel peace. And that's the stuff from which when a man voices those desires, he can say, yeah, you know what? Fuck it. Like, I'm just going to go for it. And that's what's pulling me forward. So that's the one way of just digging down. So any guy hearing this now, just maybe even have a friend because it works better when a friend does it. Just have him ask, what do you want? What do you want? What do you want? And maybe even stand in your face, like just stand face to face in front of each other because that's where I first did this exercise in a men's group and just go for it. Say, what do you want? What do you want? And you'll be amazed at the stuff that comes out. And sometimes there's an emotional release of grief or maybe even tears of joy of getting, being able to verbalize what you really want in this world. So that's one, being driven by desire. Two, death. So I talk about death a lot. And I know, Ted, in both of our backstories, we both have experiences with death. And for me, when my mom passed away, like almost 
four years ago now, that just woke me up to life. It's almost like just someone like put their hands on me and just shook me by the shoulders and almost screamed at me like, Mike, you're going to die. Like, what are you doing with your life? Like your one wild and precious life. Is this what you really want to be doing? So I talk about death a lot, actually, in my coaching, and I do exercises around death. And at my conference, we did this like death simulation, this kind of simulated death meditation. And it's been one of the most powerful teachers for me. And I'm still not 100% comfortable talking about it because in our society, we hide death so much to the point that when our grandparents start getting old, we don't even want to see them anymore. We put them off in some nursing home and it's like we don't talk about it. But the last time I checked, the death rate's hovering at about 100%. So it's just, <laughs> and again, like I'm not 100% comfortable with my death, but I'm sure a hell of a lot more. I mean, I didn't even have the awareness of it in my mind. So now that I have the awareness of death, in my mind, it just makes everything richer. Like food literally tastes better, like sex is better. When I walk outside my condo and just feel the wind on my face and the sun, just everything just feels so rich. And it just helps me push forward so much because I'm pushing against fears and resistance all the time. But then if I'm going to email someone, so something I was afraid of was I emailed Michael Ellsberg to be part of a interview series that I did. And even though I had met him at a conference and he said really nice things about me and he said, man, I really love your work and I just really respect you as a coach. Nice. Yeah, I know. It was, I was like, what? <laughs> it was still kind of scary for me because he's just someone who I've been following for several years and I really just respect how loud and self-expressed he is about his life. And in those moments, I can either, again, stand by the sidelines like the kid with his arms closed and while everyone else is dancing and having fun, like I was for most of my life. Like, you I guys mean, are bullshit. You guys are <laughs> stupid. Yeah. yeah. I, I've been there, man. That's how I know. So I can either do that or I can just be like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to die. And I'm going to ask him in a really nice way that gives him an out. So anytime I ask someone something, I always make a really direct ask, but I always put some language in there like, if not, no worries. And that's my absolute truth too. Anytime I reach out to someone to interview me for a podcast or to be part of my affiliate program or to just do anything, even to hang out and grab lunch, truly in my heart, I'm not attached to the outcome. And I think because of that, just people feel that and they know that they can be truthful. So when someone tells me no, I'll say, hey, you know, like, thank you for taking care of your needs, which is actual like exact verbiage that I got to teach your friends of mine, Monique Darling and Reed Mahalko, who are brilliant sex educators. And that's a line that I took from them around consent which I just picked up going to my first cuddle party, which in San Diego, there's things called cuddle parties where you go and like oh. cuddle with strangers. And I thought it was going to be really weird, but it was actually just the most brilliant facilitation. And I felt so safe. And it was mainly around learning how to make asks, learning how to say no, and learning how to just like be totally cool with allowing other people to have their own experience. Man, I just want to jump in there because that's <laughs> yeah, go for it. <laughs> so important. I'm with you 100% on that. And a compliment I got that kind of brought me like, oh, okay. A buddy of mine, he's super busy and we actually just started a thing together, but sometimes he's got to go abruptly and I just let him go. He's like, oh man, I'm so yeah. sorry about that. I'm like, dude, don't worry about it. Then he told me later on, he's like, man, thanks for being cool. You know, so many people get upset when I have to hang up on them. And it's not that 
I mean anything personal by it. It's just, he's got like immediate urgent stuff he's got to take care of. So if you're listening to this, don't be that person. Be like Mike, be like me, be unattached and understand that people got to take care of themselves. And that's just going to come back to you later because that person is going to be like, you know, I said no to that guy or hung up on or whatever. And you know what? They were cool about it. They didn't throw a fit. They don't give me weird looks when I see them in person or however you see each other. And that's just going to up your level, up the charisma that you have, up mm-hmm. the respect that people give you. I just thought that was such an important point, Mike. Yeah. So to go even deeper on that same topic, I recently heard Jesse Elder speak out in LA. And Jesse's probably like one of the few people who I, I would follow that dude anywhere. Jesse, really? He is so badass. Like just this wow. in there's very, very, very few coaches and people who I think are completely congruent with their message and who really live it emotionally, physically, spiritually, everything. And I just respect the hell out of him. But Jesse said something and I wrote it down in my notebook and put a huge star by it because it was one of the most like profound things that I had heard in a while. And even hearing it made my body relax. And he said, the greatest freedom is the freedom to allow others to have their own experience. Wow. And when he said that, just I'm super sensitive to like energy. And I just I felt the whole room almost like sigh, like, ah, because it's so true, right? Especially with the people that we love the most. Those are the people that we give the least unconditional love, (laughs) our (laughs) parents, our girlfriends or our wives. And instead of looking at the hundreds of things or thousands of things that they've done for us and just they've been so amazing. We look at the four or five things that they aren't doing right. And I'll give an example. I just moved in with my girlfriend Liz in October and she's only the second woman that I've lived with and I was the first that she lived with, like the first boyfriend. And we fought like crazy for the first month, but we were just all up in each other's shit and trying to almost like micro, not micromanage, but just saying, you know, basically saying in order for me to love you, you need to ABC, like be less messy or like pick up this or do that. And really quickly we learned, man, we need to just allow the other person to just have their own experience and be able to come to negotiated agreements around the clean, like the kitchen or around office hours or around computers in the bed or around what time we go to sleep or around silent time in the morning. But yeah, just that point is just one of the most freeing points of who cares? Like literally, I do not care about what you or anyone does. It's this duality of like, I don't give a fuck and I love you. (laughs) And it's because I don't care Like that makes my love actually more true and more loving because it's like I don't care what your beliefs are. Like I don't care what God you choose to worship or if you're into like CrossFit or yoga or if you're vegan or paleo. I honor your journey as a man and brother. And I really think if more people just honestly stopped caring about what other people were doing and just focused all that attention inward into like their own health, their own emotional health, their own spiritual health their own business, just, man, the world would be just such a better, more like friction-free world to live in. Yeah, man, I hear you. And for some reason, us guys, and I've been guilty of this in the past, I mean, it's like we need to stand up for something, even though it Mm -hmm. breaks our connection with another person and really doesn't further anything, but it feels like, oh, well, I stood up for something today. I get, believe it or not, I get into a lot of guys, I don't get into arguments because I don't really argue about it, but a lot of guys give me negativity 
in the mm -hmm. fitness industry when I try to say, guys, stop worrying about what other people are doing. Get your message out there. That's for another podcast, I guess, but such an important point, man. And thanks for sharing that. Jesse Elder keeps like popping <laughs> up in my life for some reason. I keep hearing that name and someone just reached out to me recently and said, oh man, you should get him on the podcast. I can do an intro and man, I'm going to make that happen. Yeah, he's just legit, right? Just congruent, aligned. And those are the kind of men and women who I try and keep like in my corner or in my life. Because there's just a trustability, right? There's a trustability. You work in fitness, right? So if you had a personal trainer, yeah, you know, I really love my personal trainer, Mike. Like he's, he's a really nice guy. I mean, he's, he's fat as fuck, but he's really <laughs> nice and he makes me feel good. We really don't work out when we have our sessions, but I like him. <laughs> so it's like the fat personal trainer or the mean life coach or the relationship expert who hasn't been in a relationship for five years. I mean, I think there's a certain amount of knowing and theory, and then there's like the embodiment of living your message. And for me, those are the people who I want as mentors and guides and leaders, I'm not someone who just went to some program and is regurgitating the material and not practicing it in their lives. Yeah. So true, man. It's important that, yeah, people are real to keep it short. Right. And man, Mike, we've talked a little bit about taking that. Oh, you know what? Before I ask you about your school for men, which I'm really mm -hmm. excited to get into, I want to ask you about Burning Man. It's something yeah. that I've heard so much about. It seems like I'm the type of person that should be at that event. But I'll be mm -hmm. honest, a little bit of it like has me apprehensive. Totally. Can you, I read your article, which I'll put it up on the show notes because it's just wild <laughs> and crazy. But could you share a cool. little bit about what goes on there? What are some things you took away from it? So many people rave about this thing and you're a guy who's been there more than once mm -hmm. and would love to hear your breakdown. Totally. So Burning Man for me, it's like the safest playground for self-expression that I've ever been at. So it's like a playground of 60,000 adults just like in the moment playing, not being connected to the internet or their phones and just like playing with other humans. And going to Burning Man for the past two years has made me such a better person. So a very small example is I used to litter like every once in a while. When I was in my early 20s, 1920, like I didn't care at all. I was just the arrogant teenager. And I remember like drinking beers and throwing bottles out of windows and just no sense of connection to the earth. Like I didn't, for me, who cares? The earth is this thing that I live on and I'm going to die. So who cares? After going to Burning Man, you pack everything in and you pack it out. So it's a leave no trace event. So just developing the habit of picking up even the smallest. If I dropped a raisin, I would pick it up and put it in my pocket. If I dropped a tiny piece of apple, pick it up, put it in my pockets. You know, 60,000 people come in, build a city. It's the most amazing thing that I've ever seen. And there's all these art cars. There's these like cars and buses that look like stingrays or armadillos or scorpions. And like Ted, it's as if like someone reached into your brain and just pulled out your imagination and just like threw it all out like into the desert. Wow. And the first time like walking onto the playa, which is what they call it, just it was like being in a science fiction movie. It was like walking into the set of a science fiction movie. Like and, Mad Max without the weird, like, yeah. And crazy I mean, I will, evil guys. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, I'll never forget that feeling of riding my bicycle to the middle of the playa and just seeing these huge sculptures. And it was like Alice in Wonderland meets Mad Max, just with some people walking around naked, some in tutus, some in like full leather costumes. And what happened is that it just became normalized. And going back to the greatest freedom is the freedom to allow others to have their own experience. Just everything was okay there. So some people only focus on the sex and drugs, which like there are sex and drugs there, just like there's sex and drugs. And there's a lot of sex and drugs in Manhattan. (laughs) And there's a lot of like sex and drugs in every city. But there's just a feeling of just like love and purity. And the biggest thing is just like self-expression, just being able to do whatever you want. And again, just like anything, I was walking to something really uncomfortable. And then over time, I realized, ah, like this isn't that bad. So the nudity thing, I'm pretty much comfortable being naked in front of anyone now. But (laughs) that sure as hell wasn't, (laughs) that was not the case when I first went to Burning Man. And one of my buddies, Dan, I remember it was day like two or three and I saw some people walking around naked, still thought it was super weird. And we woke up in the morning together and the sun was rising and I was like, yo, dude, like, do you want to get naked? Just like, I'm not going to look at you. You don't look at me. Like, let's just pull our boxers down. And so, <laughs> so we're standing there side by side, not looking at each other, but just like we pulled our underwear down, underwear on the ground. And we're just standing with our arms up, looking at the sunrise and I was like, oh, dude, like this is awesome. (laughs) And baby steps, millimeter by millimeter, just like I've built my business, just like you've built your podcast. So same thing with just being more comfortable, being a human. And yeah, so I think if everyone went to Burning Man, the world would just be the most amazing place. It is the like embodied feeling of love and so many free workshops, just free workshops from some of the greatest teachers in the world of like spirituality, sexuality, people who do like research on psychedelics. In an average day, I would do one workshop on an intro to bondage. And then I would went to some other workshop with like the latest psychedelic research and then some other workshop on like conscious capitalism. And it was just the brightest minds in the world, just people who are just fully expressed and kind of like living at the edge of humanity in so many different ways. And I could just talk about it for probably an hour. Yeah, man, I see that. It's really cool and interesting. And if you're listening and I'm not getting naked with a dude and we're Mm -hmm. looking at the sunrise, that's okay. But what Mike's really getting at is accepting yourself, accepting other people and sort of shedding society's conditioning that's kind of messed up our minds and and told us certain things are bad and certain things are good and shame Mm -hmm. and guilt and all that. And if you don't know what Burning Man is, or haven't heard of it, a lot of very successful people in Silicon Valley and I guess other places too have said like, you know, this is where I go to kind of disconnect and expand my mind, expand my consciousness, learn new things. And yeah, it's about pushing the boundaries, getting a little uncomfortable. I'll tell you the most uncomfortable thing that you mentioned of mm-hmm. everything that you you know talked about in Burning Man was mm-hmm. the no phone and no internet for me, man. Mm. As soon as you said that, I was like, oh my God, what would I do without my phone? Yeah. <laughs> what about my business? What about being on social media and, you know? Yeah, so very cool, man. And 
just just really quick aren't there like different domes like there's a, mm-hmm. a thunder dome where people are fighting and then yeah another one where people are cuddling and then the sex mm-hmm. dome and yeah and it's all normalized so there's this thunder dome sort of like that California love, Dr. Dre, Tupac video, if, if yeah. uh, go and watch it on YouTube. It's just like that. And people are just like fighting in a dome, but it's very controlled and very safe. And there's, it's like a safe space just to play. And there's also a thing called the orgy dome because in the desert, it's kind of dirty and they have just like a really safe place to like go and have sex with a partner in a place with just like a bunch of beds and massage tables. And, and that uh, away from the sand, man, that can ruin yeah. things really quick. And they give you condoms and lube. And two years ago, before I went to Burning Man, I thought it was just this like sick pagan ritual. (laughs) And I wanted nothing to do with it. I was like, that is disgusting. Because I had a lot of like religious programming growing up, very, very Christian and a lot of judgment against just a lot of things. And I saw the world in right and wrongs. But even like going... So a couple breakthroughs. One, I went inside the orgy dome and there were a bunch of people having sex and it was really weird. For about 15 seconds, I was freaking out. It was really weird, hard to breathe, the shortness of breath. And then it just kind of dissipated. And I was, ah, it was normal. Very similar to the first 15 seconds of before you go bungee jumping or the first 15 seconds when you're on stage giving a talk. So yeah, just every, if there's one big message. I mean, one of my many messages is that like everything in the human experience is beautiful and everything is sacred and you can show up to it with, you know, you can show up to your workouts with sort of like, this is my church and I'm like, this is me and my devotion to my body and to my practice of pushing my limits, both physical and mental as a man. If you show up that way to sex with your partner, this like sacred container to explore each other's bodies, even with meals, like show up with the reverence to the food and to the animals that have died to, you know, basically feed your body and to all the people that have touched your food, you know, you can almost turn your entire life into like a deeply spiritual, meaningful experience instead of just like judging it, which I did for most of my life. But I like seeing everything as sacred and beautiful and a miracle because it just feels better in my body. I felt like shit when I was hating on everyone, judging everything. I felt this almost like anger and tightness in my chest all the time. And I would rather feel happy and open and free all the time. So that's what I choose now for the selfish reason of I like feeling good. Yeah. No, that's awesome. And thank you for sharing that and sharing the personal story and your issues around it that you've had to get past. Because when we were talking about it, I'm like, whoa, this went down an interesting uh, rabbit yeah, hole. Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but you turned around and made it into something that everyone can relate to. Well, almost everyone, believe it or not, I was kind of a wild child since high school. And so I didn't grow up with a lot of that stuff. I kind of flipped the bird to a lot of those people and just kind of did my own crazy thing for a while. But man, thanks for making that relevant to the people listening, to the majority of the people listening. And by the way, I got a bunch of reviews, a bunch of like all these great five-star reviews, but the one negative review, the one one one-star review, the guy was like, oh, this is a podcast about hedonism. And you know, it's really not. It's about what you said. It's about pushing the hearing about different things, things that make you feel uncomfortable, push the limits 
of your fear and experiencing new things and, and presenting you with different options. And not only did you do that, Mike, but you made it relevant and shared your personal story and your own personal issues from growing up so religious. So thanks for that. Now, what I'd like to do, because I know I asked you about, like, how do you guys take more action in their life? Mm -hmm. And you gave some great answers to that. But man, what I really believe is that we need more. We need to get into communities online, in person, wherever around mm -hmm. like-minded individuals that all have their goals they're working towards and making shit happen. And you have something that you're coming out with, the School for mm -hmm. Men. Let's talk about it. Yeah. So um, essentially, I've worked with like hundreds of guys over the past couple of years, ages like from their 20s to their 60s, helping them in their life's like deepest challenges. So business, I a lot of work around like sex and money because typically that's where we're the most stuck in our lives. And, and it's not our fault. It's oftentimes just from the programming and the stuff that we heard about sex and money growing up. But, you know, I've worked with men around like sexual dysfunction and just like opening up in partnership and how to create like deeper intimate connections with their wives and girlfriends or even with their friends. And I also have studied a lot of, you know, marketing and business and I have an MBA. So I really enjoy being broad and being able to support men with a, a pretty high level of mastery in all sorts of various ways in their lives. And what I found is as I've worked with amazing men and like, it's an honor of God, the guys that I work with, man, two years ago, I would pay them to be on the phone with <laughs> and now they're paying me. So just what a trip and it's an honor. And what I found is that I think the, one of the biggest pain points for men on the path and again, fitness path, yogic path, spiritual path, path of entrepreneurship, or even just a guy who's listening to these podcasts and who's a man who's making small incremental changes in his life and seeing better results with women or in fitness or in his business. Probably the one of the biggest challenges is I've seen guys who, again, will totally transform their lives in three months or in six months, be a totally different person, but then have no friends anymore. And really that having that lack of community around them, that's what causes most people to fail because they'd rather just still be friends with their friends than live a really like amazing, big, bold, like bodacious. <laughs> I haven't said the word bodacious in probably over bodacious. a decade, but, but that just came out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> just a bodacious life bodacious, bodacious man bodaciouslife.com <laughs> but <laughs> so that's a big pain point and when i look at the guys who really make like lasting change it's three things and it's these like three c's one is content which again like we talked about content is free content is everywhere so it's content to commitment it's actually making the commitment to making a change, which for most guys, that's the biggest deal. When people invest in themselves, like several thousand dollars to work with me in coaching, it's not really for me, it's for them. It's them putting that like five grand or $15,000 towards their development. And I did a ton of pro bono coaching when I first started just to hone my craft. And I found people had really, really lackluster results. And then I started charging and then I started charging more and then I started charging more. And I realized that the more that I charge, it was actually for them. It was for them to just put a big 
chunk of money and energy towards their transformation, which I know you totally get that from the fitness world. Oh my gosh, yes. (laughs) So number two is commitment, which is super important. But then I think number three, and I think this is like the magic elixir and the thing that this is what makes like, I feel this is my like secret sauce that makes me kind of superhuman. It's community and just having other men who are also on the path to be real with and to talk to on a regular basis. It's been all the difference in my life. And my first men's group was literally just me and two other buddies, like my friends Nick Reese and Andy Drish, who are just really brilliant internet marketers and great men. And all we did was just talk on Skype for every other week, just a three-way call. And that was less than three years ago. But at that point, those were the deepest, most profound conversations I'd ever had with a man before. I had never shared my actual like fears around partnership or I never shared all of my sticking points because I, I wanted to look cool. And, and a huge sticking point is that men often see other men as competitors instead of brothers. And I've made that switch of seeing men as brothers instead of competitors. And pff, just the amount of abundance of male love and support in my life is just I mean, it's, I have dozens of guys who I get off the phone and, and I say, I love you. And I mean, it's like that brotherly love. And, and I didn't know that was a possibility for, for me. And I never hugged my guy friends cause I was like so worried of like looking gay or like looking soft, you know, like <laughs> it's, it's funny that, you know, this might even sound, I don't know, controversial, but I, I think a, a big fear of men is, is like looking gay or feminine or soft in any kind of way. So they're posturing and they have this like masculine shell that is basically only hurting them and keeping them from having like deeper intimate connections with other men. When, you know, back in the day we used to hunt to, you know, like we'd go out and hunt together and we'd be out, you know, in the wilderness for three or four days, like really bonding and connecting and being with each other and like talking about real things. And So for me, that third C on community, that's been the biggest driver of like sustainable change of knowing that like I'm out here pushing my edges, like scared as shit all the time. But I have this sort of like band of brothers and this army of support that has my back. And, you know, there's a handful of guy friends who are very successful entrepreneurs that I just know that I can call like literally call them at any point. And I can, you know, bypass their secretary or gatekeeper or VA and, and I can call them and just be like, yo, brother, can you def def 15 minutes and I just really need some support or I have a question. And for me, that's priceless. I didn't know that I could like love a man this big and just like really have just admiration and love and support in my life like that until I really got into this work and did some stuff with the Mankind Project and some work with David Data and and just saw, wow, I had been completely shut off from like masculine support my entire life. And what a mistake. Yeah, no, you said so many great things there. And so the program comes down to content, commitment and community. And man, you just brought up so many great points. I'm with you. The whole, you know how I can tell guys a total pussy? is how hard he acts because I know some really tough motherfuckers but they don't like cyborg the world champion Abu Dhabi Brazilian jiu-jitsu master who's who was the last guy I was training with Mm -hmm. super duper nice guy 
I mean, yeah. he'll choke you to death if you, you know, touch his girlfriend's butt or, you know, mm -hmm. try to ask for his wallet. But he is one of the nice guys, nicest dudes, coolest guys, relaxed guys that I know. My buddy, mm -hmm. Steve Traeger. And if you don't have people like that in your life, you're missing out. And what Mike has put together is, is a community of men. And if you want more success in your life, if you want to be around people who support you, I mean, you got to find that community somewhere. Mm -hmm. So let's talk more about it. So you mentioned the three C's that make it up. What is it going to be like guys? Are you going to meet up in person? Is it online? Can you talk a little bit more about it? Yeah, yeah. So um, it's going to be online. So there's a 12-week core curriculum that runs every semester. And for the first launch, we're going to cap it at 100 guys. So that's sort of the the beta launch. And it's through application only. So you have to apply to be part of it. Once you apply, you know, my team will kind of get back to you to see if you're in. But really, it's a 12-week core curriculum. You'll also be just kind of matched up into like a little mini accountability group or a men's group. And then there'll also be a private Facebook group where you can just be so honest and so truthful about what's coming up for you. I mean, just like what's actually coming up as you go through, you know, week by week, I'll be basically like teaching the core topics of like the world's most like highest performing fulfilled men and giving the guys homework assignments too, like really challenging homework assignments that'll stretch them. So Facebook group to just really share on what's coming up. And then every week I'm going to have like a 90 minute basically Q&A call, kind of like a laser coaching session where the guys can come on and just share where they're getting stuck and I'll just kind of slice and dice and laser coach them and get them unstuck and help them kind of close the gap to where they are and to where they want, basically to, to where they want to go. And the good thing is that like this is something that I want to continue to grow semester by by semester. So once a guy gets in, then like he has full access to the content and the community basically for the rest of his life. And he can continue to kind of go through it semester by semester, knowing that just like men were changing so much as humans are evolving so rapidly. So basically continuing to evolve together as sort of this band of brothers. And then in terms of a live component, that's still to be determined. But I have a hunch that like as this builds up, we'll have meetups, we'll have live events, we'll probably have some, you know, some free events or some paid events. Honestly, haven't thought out that that far. But I am definitely going to I love being live with people. And I think there's something like really powerful about that. But that's still to be determined. Awesome. So if you resonate with Mike, if you resonate with his stories, with his energy, with his vibe, you want to check this out. You want to see if you want to apply and see if it's right for you. And you know what, guys, it's OK if it's not or if I'm not right or whoever's not, but find a place. I mean, what I'm taking away from this and what I want the listeners to take away is find a community. That thing that you said with the Skype, if the Skype calls that you had with your friends, mm -hmm. guys, if you're broke, you can't afford anything, man, you got Skype. That shit's on your phone for free. It's on your computer. Start creating something. But if you're looking to invest in your life and get with a community of guys who are really taking their life to the next level, check out what Mike's doing, the School for Men. 
he's got so many connections and he hangs out with the who's who of these internet, these successful guys, these best-selling authors. You know, think about what your life could be like if you got around a group of guys who are all working towards something, supporting each other, able to shed that macho facade bullshit that so many guys have. And I used to have, you know, I'm, I'll be honest, but, and I have it less now, probably less than I ever have. Um, but, you know, get with a group of people and start becoming brothers instead of competitors. Man, you got to check that out. Where can they find out more about that? Yeah, they can go to theschoolformen.com. And yeah, I'll be giving out a lot of like free content over the next month. And I'm doing a free symposium with Entheos where I just, I basically interviewed cool. like 32 of the most amazing dudes that I know, like Elliot Hulse and James Altucher and Michael Ellsberg and Brian Johnson, Andy Drish. And so those will all be up for free from March 2nd through 6th. And then I'll have even more content coming out in mid-March and our Sort of the applications open, I think, March, March 23rd as of right now. But that might shift a bit. But yeah, just go to theschoolformen.com. And if you're really interested, just throw your email address in there. I'll give you a ton of, just a ton of free content to support you over the next month. And like, if it is a hell yes. And, and like, thank you, Ted, for making that distinction. Because that's going to be a part of the content that I give out. But is like just get support somewhere. And I truly in my heart, like don't care if it's with me. I would love it if this feels like if you're a guy who's like really pushing his edges, either in business or fitness. And if you want to be friends with like a hundred other dudes like you all over the world, and if it sounds great, then put in an application. If not, just there's a bunch of free resources that I'll put out just like the most important books that have changed my life, amazing podcasts, and just do something. Just like do something, again, because it's like, what do you want? What do you want? What do you want? And you're going to die. So those <laughs> things, like let your desires and the like inevitability of death like drive you forward and just, just do something and get support somewhere. I would love it if it's with me, and I would truly even love it if it's with like someone else because I just want guys to – just like really enjoy their life and just to do everything and be everything that they're capable of, which I truly believe is like infinite. Like I think we're all infinite potential. And along the way, we just learned a bunch of crap that that wasn't true. So yeah, the school for men.com. Cool. Yeah. So go check that out. And theschoolformen.com. That'll be on the show notes. Mike, thanks so much for being here today. It was a real pleasure catching up with you and shooting the shit and just redoing it and redoing this interview and making it better. And I think we both brought that. Of course, the listeners will be the ultimate judge of that. And go to theschoolformen.com, check it out, throw your email in. And if you're one of those guys, you want to get the free content, that's cool. Because eventually you're going to, you know, if you're in the freeloading stage, we've all been there. Maybe you're a little broke. Maybe you're not sure where to take action. You're like, I don't know. Just keep getting that information. As soon you will develop, your mindset will shift and you'll realize to really take things to the next level. Like you said earlier, Mike, you've got to invest. You got to invest your time. You got to invest your money. That's what I make my clients do in personal training. That's what Mike's making you do. You have to make that commitment financially as well as time-wise where it just doesn't seem to stick. But if you're not ready for that, get the free info. Mike, how about some final words of inspiration for the listeners out there to help push them into 
taking action in their lives. Yeah. So the final words is just like, you can do this. And I truly believe that in my heart. I mean, I do whatever I want, whenever I want. I live minutes from the beach. I have an amazing supportive girlfriend and I do work where I get paid a lot of money to like make people's lives just even more amazing. When not that long ago, like I was so terrified, I couldn't even talk to a girl or like look her in the eyes and just a huge alcoholic and way out of integrity. And I used to like lie and cheat and perpetually unhappy. And just, I've been arrested twice. I've been in jail twice. I mean, I've made every mistake possible. And I grew up with my dad working the night shifts. Like I certainly didn't come from money. I grew up in a religion that was just like one of like the poorest religions per capita. I was one of Jehovah's Witnesses. So I grew up in one of the most like unsupportive, repressive environments for success. And I did it. I know it's possible for you. Like I know it's possible for you. I've truly seen miracles. I've just seen guys totally turn their lives around. It's possible. That's like my main message is, is that it's possible and all you need is just a little bit of content, commitment, and community, and just keep pressing forward because I'm right here in the trenches with you, scared all the time, but I'm driven by my desire and death, and I'm just going for it because why not? Yeah, awesome. Powerful words from Mike Rostoski. Mike, thank you for being back on The Man Project. You've reached the end of another episode of The Man Project. Connect with us at manprojectpodcast.com. Don't forget to sign up to our newsletter to receive our free tools. See you next episode.